0: It's a trap. It's a trap.
1: Hello and welcome to Radio TCX,
0: your weekly source for X-Wing news and strategy.
1: I'm Tim Dugan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Carson Ray. That's me. I'm Carson. Hey, everyone. It's a great day to talk about some X-Wing. And we're back. I do want to apologize. We uh, did miss out on last week's episode. We tried our best. We all had some some very busy weeks leading up to our normal record time. We were desperately trying to actually get a record session in, but we had some last-minute conflicts come up, too, that just meant no Radio TCX last week. But we are back this week, and hopefully for the foreseeable future, with some great X-Wing news and strategy. And boy, do we have some great stuff to talk about today.
0: Yeah, and maybe not so much news and strategy as just uh, kind of fun talk and a little bit of bragging. Uh, You know, some called shots. We have the XTC playoffs final weekend coming up this weekend, so we got to talk about that.
1: Yeah, so that's going to be our focus of discussion today. Carson, obviously, an important part of that happening right now. So we're going to talk about the uh, lead up here to the X-Wing Team Championships and hopefully a Team USA win. All right. It's also weird. I'm weird. I haven't recorded, I feel like, for like a month because, yeah, life's gotten in the way now. So thankfully, Carson and John were there to fill in uh, my, my lack of attendance, which has become a recurring problem, I feel like. Huh. You're gone. Didn't notice. Ouch. Ouch. Who do you think's edit? Who, who do you think edits this show? Is it a ghost like in your mind?
0: Yeah. Uh something like that. I don't know. <laughs> it's Not my problem.
1: Uh well, I'm back here. I'm also going to have to edit this one. Sometime I should just throw that responsibility off on John. I feel like he doesn't know I don't think he knows how to edit a podcast.
0: He's not here, he here to say it. no, so that's fine.
1: Yeah. I always I always delegate the hardest task to the people who don't show up to the meetings um because i'm professional like that no (laughs) um so yeah today we're gonna be talking about the x-wing team championships we have the x-wing team championship playoffs coming this weekend on august 28th and 29th where you guys are going to be playing a whopping nine games per team member so it's a round robin format um everyone who made it into the finals plays every other team and at the end of that by some point i think like midday on sunday Um, we were going to have a new 2021 X-Wing Team Championship team.
0: Yeah, that's um, not too far away. Pretty exciting. This has been going on for, like, since the beginning of June, I think is when we started the uh, 2021 XTC. So, you know, June, (laughs) July, August, right? Three months there. I'm not uh, teaching math. This is fine. Uh, (laughs) I can count to
1: three. I thought I thought it was kind of funny too. Like I feel like it felt like there was going to be a huge gap between the last rounds of uh, pre the pre the playoffs, and then there was like a multi week gap leading up to this weekend. Um, and that's passed very quickly. I feel like like it seems so far in the future before.
0: Yeah, it I think was both a long break and a short break, um, where it's, it's kind of like okay, we had a lot of hype, and then like had a nice pause, and which was great um, because this has been a big effort. Like I think it's, Oh, okay. We're playing one game a week. Like that doesn't seem like that much, but there's so much work behind the scenes for this event. Um, and, and each of these games is like very challenging. And, and so it's a lot of work, a lot of stress that you don't quite see behind the scenes. And and so that break was very nice, but we are back and the stakes are higher than ever because it is playoffs weekend this weekend. We're going to figure out which team is going to win the 2021 XTC, uh, which I think is the first year we can call this really the full international X-Wing team championships. So this winner
1: is a big deal. Right. This is going to be a huge one there, because uh, obviously the remote access to playing the games over Tabletop Simulator has meant that really any any country can participate. Uh, there are some distinct disadvantages depending on when the games are scheduled. So we're going to get into that a little bit later. Um, but it's really I, I like to think of this kind of like the Olympics, where it's not just about the games that are being played, but it's about the story and the players going into the event. We've already kind of done a recap um, a few episodes back where we talked about Team USA's journey through um, the qualifying rounds. Um, and today we're going to talk a little bit about the story and the special significance, Carson, that you feel this event has for Team USA. So let's let's rewind back a couple years to 2019. Sure.
0: So 2019, there were some big team events that happened that, um, you know, USA was a part of. And and I think we certainly learned some lessons Um and obviously, yeah, you know, that's kind of the last time there was really some big X-Wing events happening. And and so we've kind of had some time to marinate on these and really reflect and learn and grow from those, which is great. But if we do jump back to where we're at um, two years ago, so two years ago was the 2019 x-wing team championships and this was the first year they really shifted away from the european team championships although that being said it was still uh predominantly european teams playing but the usa did make the trip uh you know across the pond over to poland to play first time we've played
1: led by our intrepid our intrepid uh current team leader marcel Manzano, right
0: Right. And so Marcel is the only returning member from that uh, Team USA from the 2019 XTC. He was the captain that year. And you know what? The USA did a pretty good job. They placed sixth overall.
1: But, I, you know. But,
0: right. So there is a but there. (laughs) And I I think we wanted to place higher than that. And that's sort of the but. And there's kind of a lot of whys in that but. (laughs)
1: i feel like in typical american fashion too i mean it's uh we, we expected probably to place quite a bit higher than that
0: like we are a big country with a lot of very talented players the game is made here we should be placing i think within top five like we should be one of the powerhouse teams and i don't think any of the players there like were not talented enough like, I don't think that was the issue at all. We brought a plenty of talented players over there. What happened was we realized, okay, this event is a little bit different, right? We've played a lot of individual events, and we do have some great team events here in the USA. But I think that team underestimated the level of preparation that these European teams do bring to this team event.
1: Right, and I think uh, the success of all those other teams is as much a testament to uh, their hard work and dedication to the game, obviously being vital members of the community, as it is to the hubris of the United States.
0: Yeah, it, it's both, right? We're like, oh, we got this, and we weren't quite ready for this approach. And this approach is, is a lot in the matchmaking. And so these team events, it's all about, like, engineering ideal pairings that is the team aspect that we have here in x-wing every player plays an individual matchup but the matchmaking right is decided by each team captain in a pretty complex pairing system
1: right and that's really interesting i think and that's uh one thing that i think makes these kind of team formats particularly the XTC format really interesting is that you know if you're a typical x-wing player even playing at a high level event that's one of the huge factors that you have absolutely no control over is what your matchups are going to be, right? Especially, like, you you might have a pattern of, like, maybe knowing if you make it into a top cut and you know the potential list you might be playing as you make it down, but that can be a huge factor in player success, and you have to plan for that. It's way different when you actually have some control over what matchups each list is going to have.
0: Right, so in preparation for a normal event right now, like, you would need a list that could deal with Um, Jango Fett and Zam Wessel, right? The double fire sprays. It's a pretty popular meta list, right? But right now in a team event, you could have a list that does very well against like everything else, but has a terrible Zam Django matchup. And and so that is a list you could take to a team event. Kind of conversely, like you could play a list that, you know, it is not great against a whole field, but is a very good Zam Django matchup. Like, those are both lists that will be very appealing in a team event where you can engineer the matchup.
1: Right, and I, I think it's also interesting because it's not just the matchup dimension, but it's also the list-building dimension because, obviously, um, each team has to have a list representing each faction in the game, which also tweaks the metagame, right? So you can't just have, you know, every player flying, Zam and Django. You could only have, you know, potentially one, one team doing that or with the crew, you know, having the gunner somewhere else. But um, that really also tweaks things. So you not only have to... You can't just plan for what you conventionally would plan for at an X-Wing tournament. You have to plan for what's the best each faction can offer.
0: Right. Yeah. Said a different way. Someone has to play Republic and someone has to play First Order,
1: right? And so you have to figure (laughs) out
0: what is the best First Order list, you know, that can still hang with all these other powerhouses.
1: So looking back, so Team USA does okay at the first XCC they participate in, but certainly they learn the lesson about match building when it gets to the uh, Coruscant Invitational team event, right?
0: Right. Well, and then, um, you know, a few months from there, we had the 2019 Coruscant Invitational, which um, was sort of the debut to the World Championship, where one team, uh, which comprised of mostly USA members, Team Pacific, uh, played against Team Europe. And this was an eight-man team event where you had one player playing one of each faction and then one player could play one of anything and so here kind of all different players from the team usa uh, that played at the xtc Uh, but i did play in this one and so i'm the only player from the 2019 coruscant team that is playing at team usa uh, plenty of the players from the European team are, are playing here in the XTC.
1: So, so really it's you and Marcel kind of carrying the weight of your, of uh, of your past failures. And now you really have to prove yourself and you've got a new support network of players representing team USA.
0: Right. And, and so a part of that is, yeah, we didn't learn from uh, team USA playing in the XTC there. We made the exact same mistakes. We thought, okay, like, we can just play whatever lists we want and, and like looking at these matchups, we're going to be fine. And that did not quite play out right. Like Europe brought all of their experience from the XCC and, and they were clearly more prepared than we were. Um,
1: I, I have to point out the audacity of me, like ever saying anything Marcel does is a failure when he's an infinitely better X wing player than I am.
0: Oh, he is by far like the most decorated like player on team USA this year
1: um i for people who have never seen marcel play a game like this guy can play win with like any list he's not set in any one type of list he is just an all-around excellent x-wing player and all of his matches are always entertaining to watch so if you ever have an opportunity definitely look up the videos of those games
0: why i want to draw attention to okay in 2019 we lost that is something both um I have sat on and Marcellus sat on for two years now, and we've had time to stew on
1: these defeats. <laughs> I and this is where the real story of the event comes in, right? Like we've got some—I think you described it as kind of an Avengers Endgame vibe going on, right? right. We, we failed uh, two years, years ago, ago we lost,
0: right? <laughs> uh, and so now this is our chance to change that story, right? To have some sort of comeback moment. Uh,
1: whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes. Within well, within the rules and within... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. To
0: the best of our ability, within the legal parameters of the game.
1: Wait, so which, in this analogy, which hero are you, Carson? Uh,
0: <laughs> I think I'm Spider-Man waiting to be unsnapped. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> spoilers for a movie that came out a couple of years ago all right so you've, you've got the comeback moment now this is the opportunity now i think the analogy is a little rough in that um you know in how many million scenarios um would the avengers lose they only succeed in one we might be in one of the million scenarios where uh usa ends at the bottom after this event right uh,
0: yeah right i mean there's only 10 teams now um so I feel like we have an okay shot. At least I feel like our odds are at least one in 10, maybe a little <laughs> bit better than that.
1: Um, but so here's the question then. What has changed in the time since the 2019 XTC and the 2019 Coruscant team event?
0: Right. And, and so in both of those, I don't think we had an issue of quality of player what we had was kind of a deficit in the matchmaking process for a team event. That being said, now, I think that is something we have internalized, reflected on, and made a very strong effort to improve upon.
1: Well, I mean, as evidenced by Team USA's success in the qualifying rounds, I think that's pretty fair to say. There's mm-hmm. good evidence for that.
0: Uh, yeah, and I think like that is something we have put a constant effort on each week in the group phase and definitely in this month and a half leading up to these finals. Like, first it starts with, you know, building a team structure of lists that are ready to handle the, you know, diversity of lists that you're gonna have to match against. And then it's working out, okay, how do we actually go through the matchmaking process to secure, you know, a favorable round each matchup after matchup, right? So, you know, you need to come out with, you need four wins to win each match, right? Um, And so how can we guarantee that and, and, you know, have some insurance policies so where we feel confident we're going to win week after week after week?
1: So, and it's a little, it's a little interesting going into the playoffs. So some things have changed, right? So teams are actually allowed to change the list that they're bringing, whereas those were locked through all the qualifying rounds.
0: Right, and I will say that you know some teams definitely reflected on the choices they made and made some improvements. uh, We've seen through the group stages, you know, it was kind of interesting. Of like, okay, where is the metagame at? Like, we're kind of kind of blind in preparation a little bit for this, and now we get a look at okay, how did the group stage go? And reflect what were some lists that that really did stand out that maybe teams want to incorporate. Um, Or, you know, what were some lists that struggled that, you know, we need to find another um, route here. And so each team kind of went through that process. And I think some teams changed a bunch. Some teams didn't change that much. It was kind of the whole spectrum there within these 10 teams going to the finals. And I think where we ended up is a pretty good spot. So... Overall, the U.S. did not change too much in their lists. We're pretty confident in the approach we took to start. And everything that was working really well, we stuck with. And some of the things, you know, we learned a little bit and and wanted to change a few things. We made those small tweaks.
1: So okay, so here's the question then, Carson, Um, from your perspective, did you change anything in your list? Is anything moved? I did not. And so part of that is, of course, going undefeated.
0: It's like, well, okay, if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? <laughs> um, but also, like, the little tweaks I could make would be like, okay, let's get a little bit more of an edge in this matchup. Uh, but that compromises a little bit in another matchup. And so for me, I like to think of where I'm at is I can handle anything that gets thrown at me. And that's not to say, okay, this is going to be a slam dunk, but I have the tools to play against any list.
1: And it's kind of interesting, too. You have a little bit of an advantage by sticking with the same list because you have so much experience with that particular iteration, whereas even if a bunch of other lists change, a bunch of them won't. So you might have a very similar experience as you did in the the preceding Right,
0: and so the funny thing with this list is this archetype I started building for the 2019 XTC, like this is where I ended up in approaching that. And then as an archetype, I have refined over the past few years. Um, and so like when it comes to playing resistance, like this is where I think it really shines in a team event. I've got a little bit of efficiency, a little bit of ACE. It's, it's a mid range list. And I think that is a very powerful tool to bring to a team event.
1: Well, and I, as kind of an aside too, I feel like that kind of emphasizes the importance of archetypes in X Wing, and we've talked about that in past episodes. We're probably due for another one on uh, on list archetypes. You did talk on Fly Better about that. That was a good episode. If people want to check that out, uh, Carson's last appearance on Fly Better. But, um, it, like even though points have changed pretty substantially in so many regards in those two years, the archetype still remains, right? So, like, you can find a version of the list you want to fly. The real question is, is how viable is it given the other, you know, game components?
0: Right. And and like, certainly the more conservative approach is like to take ZZ over Lulo. Um, They're about similar price points. ZZ is definitely more consistent. The other consideration for this is you are playing the absolute best players from around the world. And you need to make sure you have the tools to win those matchups. And so being... The most consistent isn't necessarily the correct choice for this. Um, You get to engineer your matchups and like you have to be somewhat unpredictable to be able to, you know, have an advantage against the best of the best Uh, because like a traditional resistance build right now is very consistent and a very predictable list.
1: All right, so I know there's a lot of, uh, obviously, the planning for Team USA, uh, a lot of secret stuff that we don't want to spoil. Is there anything you can tell us about Team USA's strategy, though, going into uh, this playoff weekend?
0: So I think, you know, looking back at 2019 and our lessons, our weakness was in matchmaking. And I would say now, moving forward, our strength is in matchmaking, right? So we've picked the right lists for this, and we've also done our homework. Um, And I think looking at the group stage, like Team USA was, I think, the best team at matchmaking. Ooh, bold claim. We certainly had one of the better records. But I think if you look at matchmaking, Team USA did the best out of any of the teams competing. And yes, that is kind of a boast called shot. But prove me wrong. I think it's true.
1: I mean... I mean, if you win, that's a bold claim, and that'll be amazing. And if you lose, that just makes it a more fun story to tell.
0: Right, but I think, like, I don't know, a lot of the European teams are saying, okay, these players are good, but they're not great at matchmaking. And I'm saying, okay, be scared, because I think we're better at you than matchmaking now. So, we'll see what happens this weekend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And no more intense way to see that than playing every other team over the period of one weekend.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be wild. Um and, and so if our list approach is kind of complex. Um, like the list we brought, like if we can line up those matches, it is gonna be very difficult for any team uh to be able to beat us. That does mean that matchmaking has to go our way. And and so I think we're great at matchmaking, but we are gonna be relying on that.
1: So it, would you say that's the the biggest challenge going into the weekend for Team USA?
0: That's certainly part of it. Um, like, that is a lot of work. It's a lot of, you know, behind-the-scenes work that maybe no one will ever really see, uh, except for the nine of us involved in the matchmaking, right? So the seven players, plus Tommy and Kenneth, who are our subs and are going to be kind of leading the matchmaking for this weekend. And and maybe like a kind of a counter parallel. Okay, so we have Peru, which is, you know, the highest performing team going into the finals. They brought six efficiency lists and one ace list. And so they're just kind of, okay, here's a weight of threats you have to deal with. And then we can kind of secure one matchup we want. So that's kind of the exact opposite of what we're doing. We're like, every list is kind of a little different and we have to make sure we put it in the right spot. And so Peru has maybe a bit more of a straightforward strategy, whereas we have kind of a complex web we have to weave. Uh, So that's definitely a challenge that we have kind of put for ourselves, but it's also a strength if we can do it right.
1: So I I guess finally, before we take off here, Carson, I think the question would be, so you are representing, you're a part of the team representing team USA. Are you nervous? Like what's your thoughts going into the weekend?
0: Um, So (laughs) one big concern I have is definitely the time. And so,
1: like time like what
0: so the time time? that we have to play our games (laughs) um so this is an international event but the time set up for this weekend i think heavily favors the european team (laughs) and like conspiracy so leading up to it i was like oh it's not going to be that big of a deal and now like the week of i'm like this is going to be terrible so like I, you know, most of our players, are working all the way through Friday. <laughs> right. Right. And then we're going to have to be up and like check in is, I don't know, at one or two a.m. for all of us and then play 12 hours from there on Saturday and Sunday
1: and. Um, like, Truly, Like one of the greatest challenges of playing competitive x-wing is if you do well you're like fl- you do work your full-time job on friday you fly to an event you play an exhausting weekend and then you fly back to your full-time job oh. right um
0: yeah so i have to tell my students okay on friday i'm just gonna be you know take a little nap just work on this worksheet <laughs> or something it'll be fine uh <laughs> i gotta prep for my miniatures game this weekend don't worry about it really important um But but like, that is a serious concern. And I don't think round one is going to be the issue. Like waking up early, whatever. It's like after doing that, and then playing like three or four rounds, those those final few rounds each day, I think it's gonna be hard to have that same mental capacity. Um, And then going
1: to sleep at noon, and then waking up at (laughs)
0: 8pm. Right. Well, it's not like you're gonna be able to just fall asleep. I feel like there's like that adrenaline rush after playing a bunch of X X-Wings. And winning your first five games. (laughs) Well, that would be great. Uh, (laughs) Man, imagine losing a bunch and then brooding on that and not being able to sleep. That sounds unideal. Uh, So that I feel like is certainly a big concern going into this weekend. I feel pretty good about the alterations we're at and, and what we've stayed the same with. Like, I feel pretty confident in all seven of our lists moving forward. I think the homework we've done with our matchmaking is all really good. Uh, We've practiced the tough matchups. I think my biggest concern might be, I think we can win this. And that is a (laughs) lot of pressure.
1: (laughs) Well, I will say, Carson, honestly, I am proud of what you've accomplished so far and what Team USA has done. Like, you guys have been doing an awesome job. And I know you've worked really hard preparing for this event, so... And like I said before, whatever happens, it'll be a great story to tell later. But I I am optimistic that I I feel like you guys could do it. I think you guys can win this.
0: Right. Uh, Maybe going back to our Minnesota roots, got to call in some Herb Brooks and say great moments are born from great opportunities. Right. And that's that's what we've earned here this weekend. We did great through the group stage. Now we just have the big finals playoff weekend. To see who's who's going to be our team champion To everyone listening
1: now, if you are awake when the games are being played, maybe early in the morning or middle of the night, uh, definitely check them out. And hopefully there'll be some live stream recaps you can catch up on after the fact.
0: Yeah, there will be a ton of live streams. um, And maybe we can post some of the links. But there's, you know, 10 different streams covering all five matches happening simultaneously. So for each head-to-head, there will be two streams for those. So there'll be a lot of coverage for this event.
1: It's going to be it's going to be really exciting.
0: Yeah. And the other thing is like, OK, these are all very high caliber teams, right? Of course, I'm saying USA is going to do great. Uh, but the reality is this is probably going to be very close. Um, I think we can come out on top, but it's going to be a close fight. I guess so you know
1: that should be very exciting for everyone watching. I mean, it's not that far away. We're going to find out soon. Yep. <laughs> then we can finally rest. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Radio TCX. If you like the show, please go on to Facebook.com slash Radio TCX and like our Facebook page.
0: And if you like the show and think others should listen, be sure to leave a five-star review on iTunes saying what you like about the show and why others should listen. If you want to support the show directly, please consider going on to Patreon.com slash Radio TCX and become a supporter of the show today. It really means so much to us, and thank you to everyone who supported the show.
1: Again, folks, thank you so much for listening, and uh, good luck to you, Carson, this coming weekend, and we'll see you all next week with the recap.
0: Let's go, Team USA!